the views and opinions expressed on this podcast solely of those of the people appearing on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. You're listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course, another installment of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationship with superintendents and the Carolinas GCSA. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Pulling Weeds Off Course, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. I'm Alan Knight giving you the brief intro here another episode coming to you from the southeastern regional conference held in raleigh north carolina there at nc state appearing in this order alan corbin biff lathrop jack nance ben peters brett sullivan juanita vargas and jason or jay noise kevin stanett uh with simplot and real quick Unfortunately, you may have heard by now, Dr. Jeff Higgins with Simplot passed away, untimely passing. And while I'm not going to go into it this episode, our next episode with Campbell Cox, I'm sure we will have much more to say. He will be sorely missed. He was very instrumental in getting them involved with pulling weeds. So you can hear from Kevin Stanett with Simplot, Cameron Smith, and we're going to finish it up with Scott Martin. Hope you enjoy. So now we've snagged Alan Corbin, and we're going to make this short and sweet because Mr. Corbin deserves his own episode full length in the future. But Mr. Corbin, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Alan. It's uh, glad to be here. What an incredible two days, this program, the golf, of course, yesterday, and uh, the education today is phenomenal. Yes, it is quite the event. I'm, I feel lucky to be here myself. So uh, fun story that, Mr. Corbin, you gave us a ride home in Los Angeles from the NASCAR race. You were our mine and Chuck Conley's Uber, so to speak. Yeah, that ended up being a great time. I figured I am a NASCAR fan, kind of closet, if you will. Yeah. And uh, I was going with a customer, and his family ended up going to Disneyland. So I ended up decided, well, you know, I'm just going to go by myself. It's a once-in-a-lifetime event. I've always yeah. wanted to go to the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah. And uh, then to talk to you and Chuck, just to know y'all were there, that was cool to sit across the other side of the track. But yeah. just to be there was neat. It and, was. Uh, it, it was a was. great experience. Yeah. It was. I, I enjoyed it. And um, I had the pleasure of working with you a couple of years ago, your company, on the uh, – conference comes to you when we didn't have it you know and we did the commercial yes and that was it was very nice going up seeing you meeting you rocky uh who was a young man that i worked with he was andrew Paquette. andrew yeah great young man yes sir does an excellent job for us yes he does uh in fact he was he was on it more than anybody else he had direction and made the video easy i think we did a good video so uh how long has corbin turf been around uh, Alan, we'll be 30 years in existence next April 1st, so we've been real blessed. Yes, you have. Uh, I think the blessed part is your customer service and the way y'all do business, just from what I've seen. I've obviously never purchased anything from you, but I can tell the kind of guy you are and see why you're very successful. Well, that successful. is our goal, is to give the best customer service uh, in our industry, and we strive for that. We fail every day, and so <laughs> part of that customer service is when you do screw up, how you fix it. That's right. And you admit it, whether it's a shipment or a miss invoice or whatever, you just fix it, and that's part of the service. And that's that's all you need. We could end the interview right there. We're not going to, but that's all you <laughs> need to know. So um, what can they get from Corbin Turf? You can get a lot of things from Corbin Turf. Yeah, we kind of call it the big four, I guess, if you will. We've got uh, uh, turf and ornamental chemicals, 
That's probably the biggest portion of our business. Uh, fertilizer, we're distributors of several products for that. Grass seed. Uh, and then one other thing that we really enjoy is uh, golf accessories, standard, yeah. par rate, and the like. And we actually stock a lot of that in Greenville, which is uh, probably the closest stocking warehouse in our area. So yeah. that's the big four. And we've got other miscellaneous things from bunker fabrics to T-jet nozzles to other things like that. <laughs> but that, that kind of makes up the whole package. The, the, only, the only bone I do have to pick with you yes. is you spell your name wrong. A- I understand that. A-L-A-N. Yes. I'm A-L-L-E-N. Correct. So, uh, before we get out of here, before I let you go back to your conference, what was the first car you drove? It was a 67 yellow Mustang. Wow. Uh, boy, I wish I had it. I think we paid $1,500 for it, and it was three-speed on the floor, and I didn't like it. I didn't know what I had. Right, uh, really? And I moved on to a Toyota Celica, but <laughs> I wish I still had that thing. Well, we're going to leave that there and save everything else for the longer interview later. I look forward to it, Alan. Thank you so much for what you do for our industry. Really well, appreciate it. Thank you, Ms. Corbin, very you much. got it. Got my man Biff Lathrop in here with me now. We got he's got to get up and give a speech here in a minute. What are you going to talk about here? Uh, the state of the South Carolina Golf Association. You know yeah. everything's going so well right now. We are rocking and rolling, and we want to make sure all our friends up here at the Superintendents Association know how much we appreciate them and all they do for us. Yes, they do. And and Biff is executive director of the South Carolina Golf Association. I skipped over that, but they definitely. You are thankful for the superintendents. And Man, I, I, I've been doing this for 25 years now, uh, and, and the first 20 of them was working, running golf tournaments, major championships. And these guys don't get appreciated enough how much they do out there uh, yeah. from, from our participants and from the normal membership. I mean, they, they just don't right. see everything that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes. They usually hear the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what they get. And, and, and you know, the people watch too much TV, unfortunately, sometimes and see see where it looks like that one particular week of the year at that golf course and right. expect that 365 at their place. Yeah, so I'm going to give Biff some credit here. He is the biggest proponent from not spraying bug spray on a tee box yep yep that's uh if you want if you want to get on my bad side spray some <laughs> spray some bug spray on a tee box you, you got a folder in your phone don't you of, of like photos from yeah absolutely and, i mean i take pictures of it and i show people and it's on the it's on the around the fringe of the practice putting greens i mean yeah. it's just we you know these guys just don't think about it so we literally when we set up our first tee to get everybody started we give them all the things they need sunscreen and all that good stuff uh, and spray sunscreen at that too, yep. um, but we we put all that on the other side of the cart path in the pine straw or wherever. Make sure that we, we direct them over there. Uh, so Biff, I used to work for Biff and uh, enjoyed those almost thirteen years, twelve and a half years, so very much. Learned a lot. Um, but now you and I host a podcast similar to this one. Yeah, we do. We uh, we's going on about a year now, amazingly. Yep. But the SCGA is off the hosel. Yeah, um, we bring in uh, industry leaders from from around South Carolina, particularly, and. Yep. Uh, you know, from players to superintendents to, to, you know, anybody that has anything to do with golf, we, we like to get them on there and share their story. Yep. It's the, the Charlie Roundtree, who's the Carolina's yep. South Carolina lobbyist, is one of our first guests. Yep. Um, yep. And a lot of it's based around my father, Hap Lathrop, yes. who, uh, who was executive director for over 40 years. And yep. uh, we usually ask for an, a Hap story. And uh, most of them can give us a pretty good Hap story. There's so many good Hap stories. We don't have time to get them all. No, we and, don't. And so there's some we can't put exactly. on there. You yeah. can't tell them right. all. But, right. Uh, and right now, your current president is Jeff Cannell. Yep. And who is a golf course superintendent. Sure is. Sure is. And, uh, you know, Jeff has a lot of uh, – he's been around the game a long time, has a lot of insight into the into the game itself, and uh, knows a little bit from the industry side of things as far as the presidents I've had in the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last thing, we've been hammering everybody on rounds for research. So 
thank you guys because South Carolina Golf Association always, when it comes time for those auctions, and you're also you have auctions yeah. of your yeah. own, yeah. but uh, you help promote that, and all that money goes back to Turfgrass Research. I so. mean, it's a great cause, and I, I, you know, it's, it's again, it's all of us, it's all the allied associations coming together, working together for whatever calls we might have at that time. Uh, rounds for research is a, is a significant cause that we like to get behind and, and push and and try to help gain those dollars to go towards that project. And so this episode is April first. Your golf ball is what day? April seventh, Thursday. All right, you can still buy a ticket. If you you're can in buy Columbus. tickets. You can do the uh, scjgf.org or our foundation website. Um, it's a golf party, Al. We it know is five six hundred people. We got we got live auctions, silent auctions, raffles. Uh, food, you know, drinks. food, drinks. Uh, it's it's a good time. Um, it it's, and it's for a good cause again. I mean that, that for our foundation is a sixty to sixty five thousand dollar night for for money's gained, and you know we're we're excited this year. We're going to go over a million dollars in, scho- wow. in scholarships given. So this isn't just golf driven. This is yeah. education driven uh, and golf driven, but uh, over a million dollars in scholarships. And one of your past scholarship winners is now your right hand man, kind of. Yeah, he is, man. Kurt Page, uh, affectionately known as Rook yeah, to me. Yeah. He's been Rook. He he did two internships and uh, came in and has been with us for, gosh, I don't know, eight or nine years now. He's been. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do what I do without him, especially nah. since my transition. Uh, He's really taken the reins and, and done a good job. Yep, he's a good dude, and uh, it's just it's funny how he was a scholarship guy. Yep, he's you know? come through the whole program. Well, Biff, thank you for joining us, man, and I want to encourage everybody to listen to SCGA Off the Hosels. SCGA Off the Hosels, good times. You get more of this all day long. That's right, baby. See you. So we've we've let Biff go, and as soon as we got in the hallway, there's my man Jack Nance. How you doing, Jack? I love that introduction. The Carolina's GCSA Executive Director. Uh, no, no. Carolina's Golf Course. What did I say? So, GCSA. Yeah, because that's who you work yeah. with. And the CGA. That's a habit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, listen. There's so many initials floating around these Carolinas. Oh, there's definitely been a tweet where I put carolinasgolf.org instead of carolinasgcsa.org, <laughs> and I had to go delete listen, it. Listen, there's so many acronyms and uh, initials; it's hard to keep up with. There is. So, how long have you been with CGA, Jack? Well, I mean, I hadn't added up. Well, since 1984, came okay. in in '84, worked for Hel Van Hoy. Yeah. And then in 1991, late '91, he left. So I was fortunate enough after interviews and stuff to get the job. Yeah. In '92, so '84, '94, thirty-seven, eight years total, wow. maybe. And I'm not, I'm not going to give you all the credit, but there's certainly been some growth in the CGA during those years. Well, there has been, and and I'm. And a, you, you deserve the credit. Don't get me wrong. No, no, I'm a firm believer that it's teamwork and it's, it's cycles too. Yes, it really is. I mean, if you'd interviewed me in 2009 or 10, I'd say, well, I brought the association <laughs> down. I ain't done a whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, but now when we're uh, high, you can give me all the credit. So no, right. it it cycles, and you do have to, you know, be honest and have a great staff. That's what I do. I yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm one of the best recruiters ever. I got a wonderful staff. Yes, you do. And we work great together. So y'all run great tournaments. You've got a beautiful new facility. I call it new. It's maybe not. New yeah, now. seven years now. Seven years. Yeah. What a building and the Hall of Fame. It is maybe not called the Hall of Fame. What do you call it? Hall of History. Technically, hall of history, we yeah. have a Hall of Fame, which actually in the Carolinas is housed at the Carolina Hotel in Pinehurst okay, right. in the lobby there. Yes. And the Hall of History is what we created—just artifacts and cool stuff across the Carolinas. Yeah, I got to tour that one day, and I could have made myself, you know, get out, Alan. You got to lock the doors, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank so you. I'm putting you on the spot, real quick, Jack. Yeah. I want to do the CGA podcast. We've got the SCGA. We've got the Carolinas. 
So well, let me tell you. Uh, you this tell me is, this has been in our mind for a while, and and I'm gonna. I am interested. I will tell you that. If it's easy enough to do, I know I talked to Tim and Biff, and they travel because yeah. I do think it's important for us to be there. But you know, yeah. the travel part of going across the Carolinas. I mean, we got plenty of subject matter. Oh, I know. It is fantastic. I know you do. So I am all about and very right. interested in doing it. So well, you've got my interest level up. Definitely save that for on air to put you on the spot. Okay, Instead yeah. Instead of just gotta, doing it in the hallway, you know, I could Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> Thank you there. I did it here. Uh, good. No, I'm all, all about the idea. No, and I know there's a lot of story. We could probably, Paul Simpson could get his own series. Yeah. You know, yeah. he just <laughs> didn't do everybody else. So. Oh, yeah, stories per week. Yeah. yeah. So what's, uh, what's one of the funniest things you've ever seen on the golf course? Oh gosh, um, that's a good question. I, I one thing that comes to mind is I was it was a junior uh, event and I was at Myrtlewood. It was South Carolina Junior, and this just sticks out as one of the funny things. Is you know he was dropping from a ground under repair situation, so I said take your stance and put your tee in the ground, and he did. Yeah. And uh, I said pick up your ball and now you know go over there and drop it. And then my radio went off or something. Or I turn around. Next thing I know, this little kid has teed up his ball and is getting ready to hit it. I says, no, 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 wait, wait. I said, drop oh, it that's within funny. a club length at the time, and it could roll. Uh, so that, that was a pretty funny That's a good situation. story. Juniors do bring up a lot of uh, great, great situations and parents and stuff like that. And it's learning at that age, most, you know. Yeah, the yeah. They're, they're innocent, and, you know, usually if there's a – well, they get older, but the young ones, if there's anything that happens against the rules, this totally yeah. by mistake right. they have no clue and they usually learn and don't do it again yeah but. yeah exactly all right standard question what's the first car you drove uh you know i don't even keep up with golf equipment or cars i, I remember how it looked okay uh well no i do can tell you uh it was the first car that i owned because i'm a twin yeah and oh, we went to, to school at wake forest and we were on the golf team and my dad always had a rule with our kids you're not going to get a car until your sophomore year in college. Okay. All right, great. So me and my brother hitching rides to the golf course at Old Town. Yeah, he played and, on the team too. Yeah, he played on the team too. Wow. Uh, and we we there's this fence between us and the, the the golf course and the campus, but it wasn't owned by the school. It's just a private club that happens to be next door to the campus. So right. we'd go in there, have to crawl under the fence with our club, <laughs> walk. So it was probably a two two and a half mile walk just to get there one way. Wow. You know, it sounds like growing up with three yeah. feet of snow, oh, yeah. one of those things. Uphill. But anyway, we just told our dad, said, listen, can you make an exception? We have got to get to the golf course, and we can't yeah. get rides all the And he was, yeah, I totally get it. So we he bought us a Chevrolet Impala. Nice. And that thing was a tank. It probably got seven miles to the gallon, and it was a burgundy and black. So oh. I do remember this part. And luckily, as fate would have it, we would drive the course, and we'd go out to Bermuda Run, which is mm -hmm. 10, 15 miles away. And uh, on the way back, I didn't go with him that day. On the way back, he's in off of Highway 158, and Clemens turning left, and he turned right in front of a car and smashed the right door in. Really? Thank goodness I wasn't in there. Man. And he, you know, he was trying to wait for the yellow light, and he thought that car would stop for right. red. And so he turns, and mm. it didn't stop. Yeah. So he was at fault. But luckily, I wasn't in it. So there was the end of that Chevrolet Malibu. Well, I knew. I was going to bring up that you had a twin. And I was going to ask, now the college, the sophomore year rule changes things, but I figured you would have had to share it. Uh, 
you and your twin. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. What was your what's your twin's name? His name's Bill. It's okay. like uh, I'm Jack and he's Bill. So we all got named Jack and Jill. Man, so. that's so wrong. Yeah, in, in so many different levels. I knew you for like ten years before I knew you had a twin. I know. I, and I, it, I was like, whoa, what's you know. I, I got to tell you, he plays golf. I play golf. He's yeah. in the concrete business. Okay. I'm in the golf business, so yeah. he's going to see so many more people that I know and think it's me <laughs> yeah. versus. So right. many people that I run across in the concrete. I business. bet it happens. And we're all. identical, too. You're right. Oh, we're identical yeah. twins. So yeah. I got a funny story for you to tell you. Please. All right. It was the centennial of the Carolinas Golf Association, yeah. 2009. We had David Fay in. He was executive director. We had all these USGA folks, PGA folks. We had Y'all in, the SDGA, yeah. all, all kinds of groups. And it was at the Carolina Hotel, yeah. I think. So we had a wonderful time, and we're going through the cocktail party. It was like an hour cocktail party, and it's packed. There's 200 people there. And Bill's there with his wife, Cindy, and I'm there with my wife, Deanne. Well, I got to thinking. He's walking through there, passing by people that probably are thinking, why in the heck is Jack so stuck up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I got to thinking about it. And uh, so at the onset of the evening, I went up first, and I welcomed everybody, and I said, Guys and girls, just to let you know, I know you've had a couple of drinks, and if you thought you were seeing double, uh, you're really not, right? Because there's two of me floating around here, and I just want to get it out there that if I, i.e., him, passed you, right, if I was in the rude. cocktail party, and I seem to be rude and not know you, it's because my brother does not know you, <laughs> right. and it was not me. So uh, Bill came up. I said, "Come on up, Bill. It's like a fair, a freak show, you right? Know? Right. So now we Side have the." Show. Right beside the bearded lady, we're going to bring up the identical twins. <laughs> the Nance brothers. Yeah, the Nance brothers. Oh, that's So good. Bill comes up and says this to the crowd. I grew up playing CGA events. It's a great honor to be here. And, you know, me and my brother got on the golf course, and we had a lot of fights, a lot of fights. We called each other names, but one name we never called each other was ugly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I like that. Yeah, so that brought the house down. Anyway, I bet that's it did. a lot of fun stories with that. But yeah. because we have the same interests, we always had a golfing partner, a basketball partner, that's know, cool. somebody to hang out with because we're very similar and we have the same interests, which is not always the case. No, no, and I'm, I'm happy for you that that's the way it was. <laughs> yeah, it worked um, out great. Before I let you go, I'm, on behalf of the Carolinas GCSA, I want to thank the CGA for helping Rounds for Research, promoting that, you yes. know, tweeting, letting, hoping your your members buy the rounds and, and everything goes to Turfgrass Research. So. Yeah, you know, our foundation started in 1977, and it was solely about – research turf grass research and okay. turf grass scholarships nothing else really we've expanded on that but it's still a core part of us so over the years i remember we we gave money to mississippi state for a like a mole cricket project yeah i think we gave money to somewhere for creeping bent grass you know way back in right. the day so we were given money but now those have kind of stopped coming to us so it's a great replacement yeah. for us just every year to yeah. guarantee money to rounds for research because that is going for what we used to do and that's it's, awesome it's wonderful so I'll, you're welcome i thought i knew everything about cga but i yeah. certainly learned something about the foundation anyway yeah, exactly so. yeah. well jack thank you very much great great job you're doing thank so you alan enjoy your speech today. all right buddy yeah we stole Ben Peters from the meeting. Ben, how are you? Good, Alan. Hope you are. I am. I had the pleasure of meeting Ben. Ben works with Syngenta, uh, who is sponsoring, or just got through sponsoring, the Deep Roots Mindful Series, Leadership Series. Thank you all for that. Absolutely. But I first met you at the Verlina Cup. That's correct. You were delivering lunches that day. Absolutely. Doing whatever you got to do. You Absolutely. Know? Keeping those guys happy. That's right. So where do you live, Ben? 
I live in Raleigh. Okay, this is the home game. We're still at Southeastern Conference, and uh, where what you you an NC State guy? I am. Yes, I graduated from NC State in 2003. Okay, turf grass, uh, turf grass, and agribusiness management. Where did you where did you go directly to St. Jenna? Did you go on the golf course for a little bit? No, uh, I was going to go back to the golf course, uh, but actually, um, a position opened up at the time was called Lesco, which is now yeah. Site One. Yeah. So I started at Lesco in a store, and then six months after that, um, started on their golf truck, which was referred to as a store on wheels. Yeah. Okay. Which is a big ten wheeler. Really. Like a, looked like a beer truck. How old were you? I was 23. That's awesome. If I'm not mistaken. Driving that yeah, around? 23 or 24. Yeah, so the biggest challenge was getting my Class A CDLs. Oh, so you have that. I do. Because I still have them. So if things go south, I'll go jamming gears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eastbound and down, baby. That's right. Man, so that's cool. Yeah, so I uh, w- was there until uh, 2006. Okay. So 2000, excuse me, 2004 to 2006. And then from there, I went to Smith Turf and Irrigation, uh, nice. the Toro distributor. I was there for uh, nine and a half years and then came to St. Jenna in 2016. Were you still living in Raleigh or did you move still to Charlotte? Still living in Raleigh, so okay. I was very fortunate to, yeah. to stay in Raleigh throughout the duration. You. Yeah, which is which is rare. That is, I was thinking that's very rare. It is. But, and Raleigh is such a beautiful area. It is, it is. I mean, great area. Busy, busy town, but there's sure. a lot of good stuff. So sure. Let's talk Syngenta for a minute. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? We're doing good. What's we're doing, new? We're doing great. We have a uh, a few things in the pipeline, as always, right? Yeah. We have, oh, to, have to be innovative and trying to stay ahead of the curve. We uh, we have a new product that's not uh, for the golf market that we're launching this year. It's actually for our ornamental market called okay. Postiva. That's okay. for our ornamental growers and greenhouses. So we have a few things uh, coming. We, we launched a few things, uh, three new products for the golf business a few years ago. We have some products coming for the lawn market. But right. Uh, we're always evolving, and, and uh, so just stay tuned. There will be some more things coming. Yep. I just had the pleasure of meeting Grace Gracie. Correct. Uh-huh. Hendricks. Yep. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, at, uh, at, at Myrtle Beach. Very uh-huh. nice young lady. Absolutely. I yep. sat through one of, you know, one of your spiels where you go and talk to a company and right. uh, heard about all the products. So. Sure, yeah. Yeah, things, things are good at Syngenta. They are. What's they the are. slogan? What's the slogan? The it's, slogan at Syngenta? Yeah. The, well, it's – we basically are it's uh bringing plant potential to life okay is is the overall slogan gotcha yes yeah, I, I snagged one of the syngenta masks at the conference and trade show in san diego so gotcha very nice. y'all had a quite the booth were you in san diego i was not okay no. yeah man quite the booth there you had a great display and the display it was really neat because People submitted photos, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sitting there. I was like, "Oh, right. I know that guy." That's it's right. Just people, absolutely. You know, people you knew popping up. So yeah, our um, team's done a great job of of doing yeah. things like that and thinking outside the box. No doubt, no doubt. So, did you take the Deep Roots seminar? I'm putting you on the spot. I have been in a couple. Okay, uh, good. Other sessions. I did not join yesterday. Yeah. Um, oh it, no, it's tomorrow. I, I miss. Yeah. But yeah, the. Um, but I have tuned in to a couple of them, but sometimes your best laid plans don't always work at 1 oh, o'clock in the afternoon. But um, <laughs> I did sit in on, on a few of those. Yeah, I yeah. uh, heard a lot of people did. A lot of people, some good comments coming from those. So, And they are on demand on conference right. to you if you want to watch them. So, First car you ever drove? First car I ever drove? Yeah. A 1992 Eagle Talon. What color? Burgundy. Burgundy. Five-speed. With a flip-up sunroof. That was the deal seller. <laughs> that was, back then, that was 92. That was something. Absolutely. That's awesome. That man. was in 96, but okay. it was a ni- 92 with a okay. flip-up sunroof. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I how about my girl Turf Melb, uh, Melissa Barron. I call her Turf Melb because of her yeah, okay. Twitter handle, but uh huh. She got promoted, right? She yeah, she did a couple years ago. She is yeah. now a uh, key account manager for us. So good for her. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's where Gracie came in, I believe. That's yeah. So Gracie filled her territory, right? And we've um, got a few more changes coming as well. Okay. Um, people promoting on up with Ensign Jenna, so that's great. Breaking news, you're hearing it first right now. We will. Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. That's right. right. So, yeah. Well, Ben, anything you want to say before we get going, get out of here? Uh, no, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for what you do for yeah. uh, always keeping us informed. Uh, it's a great association. I, I think sometimes we maybe take for granted um, the, the leadership and the support staff and the communication that we have at the Carolinas is second to none. Yeah. And um, th- this is a, a great network of professionals. And uh, this is really kind of the glue that keeps it all together. It's great to be at these conferences. It's great yes. to be here in person. Yeah, it is. And see everybody uh, yeah. and not be virtual. So uh, thank you for all you guys do, and uh, it's, it's really appreciated. Well, thank you, and thank you for everything Syngenta does for the Carolinas as well. Thank you, Alan. I, can't, I don't know them all. Krieger could go on the list and list, but I know you all do a lot, so thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. We got one of my favorite people here, somebody I enjoyed talking with last night, learning a few things, Mr. Brett Sullivan from STI, Smith Toro Irrigation. Good morning. Smith Turf Irrigation. I'm That's sorry, right. I said Smith Toro, yeah. That's I right. I wonder why you're looking at me funny. Uh, <laughs> you enjoying your Southeastern Conference so far? I am. It's been very, uh, very, very informative over this morning. A lot of speakers, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, learning a lot about labor issues that we don't see a whole lot of from the uh, selling equipment side, but we hear about it. And I bet you do. It's very, uh, very big right now. So give me, give me your background. You're a turf grass background. Uh, graduated from Sand Hills Community College in '08, and then worked in the golf course industry from. Uh, well, I'm still in the industry, but yeah. I was on the golf course until 2015. Okay. 2016, and and then went to work for Smith Turf and been there ever since. So turf degree from Sand Hills. Mm-hmm. What's the mascot there? Flyers now. We didn't have okay. a mascot when I was in school. I hear <laughs> did you ever compete in the turf bowl? I did. At Myrtle Beach for the Sandhills? I did in 05 or Any 06. good? Uh, I think I answered maybe one or two. It's a pressure cooker. Yeah, in it there. is. Yeah. It is. Would you like to do it again? Put you on the all-star team versus the winning team this year? I don't know. I'd have to go back to school to do it. Right. I've been out of it for a while, so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to remember everything. It, there's so much you hear these guys in here talking about you know chemicals and and all these formulations, and I'm like, golly, right. I know I was that far out of it, but it's wild. I hear you. So uh, joined STI when? What year? I want to say I just hit my six year, or I'm right okay. around the corner from my six year mark right 16-ish. now. Sixteenish. Yes. Yeah, Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and what what's your responsibility there? I am we call us account executives. Now I started as a outside sales rep, but now okay. we're account executive uh, for Raleigh, Durham, Pinehurst, Eastern North Carolina. Yeah, uh, kind of my farthest areas, Edenton area, not necessarily Edenton, but Scotch Hall Preserve, and then come back down the okay uh, down the road there. And what are you doing? Just the equipment, or do you do irrigation do as well? Equipment. No, okay. I do not do irrigation. We've got two guys that kind of split the split the two states in half. Gotcha. Yeah, um, but I just do your or uh, commercial equipment. And are you favoring red in everything you do now? Always have. I, I, I really no, have. no. You like light blue, I believe, don't you? Oh, I love light blue. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I do. I don't want to go too far on that conversation on this this okay. podcast. There'll be some people that'll. 
Uh, no, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that I'm a I'm a big Tar Heel fan, yeah. but that I hope nobody holds that against me too. No, they, they're your Scott good guy. Martin's about the only person that really holds it against me. So well, he's okay. He'll get over it. <laughs> Scott's a good guy. He's just giving you a hard time. But, That's right. Uh, what's the best place to eat here in Raleigh? Your favorite place to eat? Oh God, in Raleigh. Or let's let's dumb it down to barbecue. You look, you're pretty skinny, so you don't eat much barbecue, do you? Oh, I do. But okay. my guy, some of the best barbecue. I mean, well, on the road, you always try and you know you try oh, yeah. different places. But there's a little place out in uh, uh, Johnston County, yeah? Swan. Oh, White Swan, okay. White Swan Barbecue. Good. It was phenomenal, yeah, actually. Right. But I, I was shocked. But it's, I mean, it was really good. If I ever pass by it, I will stop. Yeah. I will pull in the parking lot. Um, where'd you? Where'd you grow up? You grew up? Grew up in Rockingham, North Carolina. Really? Um, yep. Born and raised, and parents still there. Sister's still there. Did you ever attend a race at Rockingham? I attended everyone that I was, al- well, I won't say that everyone that I was alive for, but from right. the time I was about eight until I graduated high school, my dad got kind of tired of going to them yeah. after a while. Um, yeah. Racing changed for the, for the old heads, and so they, you know, they started kind of falling out of it, but I'd... Do it and uh, yeah, we we attended all the way until the last one and oh, yeah, God, I went. I only went to one, but and it was maybe the year before they took it away. But yeah, do you still go to Darlington or anywhere Charlotte these days? I I have not been to Darlington in a few years. The Charlotte race I haven't been in a few years. But uh, the last race, I, you know, I went to the Rockingham Truck Race when they tried truck racing oh, yeah. for two or three years. And hey, you know, if you want stripes, you got to talk about it today, right? Now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Sorry, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was fun growing up in Rockingham, little small town. But yeah, it's not a hot, not a whole lot left there now. There's not a lot of people that you know stay behind, and no. unfortunately, um, it's you know it's one of those little small towns when the the meal industry yes. left, it was everything else left with it. You see a handful of those around the Carolinas. Sure, I guess the first year that the Pinehurst Open came back, this would have been early two thousands. Okay, and me and a buddy are driving up from Columbia, mm-hmm. going to the open, and we passed by Rockingham Speedway, and and the gate was open. You could have driven up in the track, and he goes, "Let's go." And I'm in my Honda. I said, I, "I said there's a sign up above. It says no trespassing." I was like, "That's talking to us, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not we're not going to get arrested on the way to the U.S. Open." But. Yeah, well, I me and a couple of buddies have tried uh, tried that far, but we actually got there's a what they call the. We called it the Pebble, which is a little small track test track on the back side of the racetrack. Now, okay, uh, that one of the previous owners, you know, bought and they would turn it kind of just into a full testing site. And same as you said, there's uh, on the back side of the track you could get around, but right. you had to hop out of your truck and then you'd had to somebody had to hold yeah. the wire cable yeah. over. And I'll never forget me and one of my best friends from back home. We, uh, you know, we thought it'd be cool, so we we took his mom's uh, Mustang. And went out there, and there's no walls on this right, test track. Right. And uh, we thought we were the coolest thing, you yeah. know, going 60 miles an hour around this little track. But uh, it was. Did you yeah, tear the tires up? Uh, no, we made about 10 laps, and okay. then we probably said we should get out of here before we end up over the edge of the racetrack <laughs> or getting arrested. And mom uh, and dad would not have been uh, too happy with that. No, I'm sure you would have gotten a little trouble for that. But for sure. Uh, thank you. I want to, on behalf of the Carolinas, not for me, but on behalf of Carolinas, thank you to STI for y'all continued sponsorship you know uh growth and and partnership so to speak and definitely the golf championships at myrtle beach that's a big deal uh for us every november well we appreciate you guys and everything you do for us and um it's always a good time seeing everybody especially at events like this i'm glad to be back at events like this uh, yeah it now is that good. we're 
I don't know that COVID's away, but it definitely feels like it's subsided a little bit. You have a group of people you got to keep in line. I guess you're not in the Charlotte office, so you don't have to keep them in line. But uh, my, my my two guys, I, their names slipping my mind now. Brent Miller. Yep, Brent and Smith. Steve Smith. Steve Smith. Yeah. No, no, not Steve. Wayne. No, no. I don't know Wayne too well. I do know Anna Lindsay pretty well. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd. Todd. Yeah, yeah. Toddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Mm-hmm. They're fun, man. We did when we did that video shoot. You were there. Yeah. So you had to come down. Yeah. yeah that was a fun blooper reel. Oh yeah. The STI blooper yeah, reel. I, yeah, I only tried it about seventeen times and I thought nah, it was still good. Bad. That was good. I enjoyed that day working yeah. with y'all. So Brett, thank you, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'll let you get some lunch and we'll get back to the meeting. So thank you, sir. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. Yeah, man. All right, so Jim Huntoon has snagged another two people who just had no choice. You had to come join me. So I'm joined by Juanita Vargas and Jay, I'm sorry, Noise. Noise. Yeah. I would have messed, I would have pronounced that differently. So thank you. You're welcome. Juanita is a student at Ori Georgetown Tech. Yes, sir. Uh, and you were Superintendent Blackmore. That is correct. Yes, so sir. I'm going to assume you all worked each other or you know? Yes. We do yeah. work together. Yeah. Yes, sir. How's school? Good. You like it? I do. What are you working on right now? Um, business management classes that are coming in very helpful. Um, construction. Wow. Um, the uh, and that's is that Charles Granger and Ashley Wilkerson. Ashley Wilkerson and yes. Charles Granger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, great guys, great guys. They so, are smart gentlemen. Oh my God. The uh, so much knowledge. Do you do any work on that green, that new facility they have out there? Yes. Uh, the first year students have kind of taken over that while okay. us second year students are kind of being in the books. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the first time I visited that place and I saw the telephone, you know, the power line, I was like, man, somebody must have been drunk when they put those <laughs> things up because this, and then I realized they're for teaching, you know. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you from Myrtle Beach? No, I was raised in Tennessee. I lived there for a good 20 years. Okay. Um, and how did you end up at Horry Georgetown? Or Georgetown, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I started working at the golf course on the food and beverage side. Okay. And they needed help um, after a hurricane cleanup. Yeah. And after that, I was like, oh, this is more my speed instead of. You like it? Yes. You get to see the morning sunrises and all I that. Do. It's, it's beautiful. Gorgeous, yeah. Yes. Um, how about Myrtle Beach traffic? Do you enjoy that? It's probably not bad right I take now. Take the back roads. I don't deal with it. I hear you, smart girl. <laughs> smart girl. Jay, how long you been at Blackmore? Be there almost 16 years now. Man, so you've seen the beach grow in those yes. 16. And not maybe, maybe not golf courses, but businesses. That place is, construction-wise, is crazy. Yes, sir. Uh, what type of grasses are you managing at Blackmore? Uh, 419 Bermuda and yeah. Tiff Eagle Greens. Okay. Do you like the Tiff Eagle? I do. I really do. I like it. It seems like a lot of guys do. You can beat them up, you know, and they, they take it and they come back. So, yep. uh, how you, What's Bonita doing on the crew? She running the crew for you? She is actually our foreman. Okay. Uh, she is a phenomenal team member. Yeah. Um, just a go-to person that, you know, it's she's always got our back and got the best interest for the company in place. That's what you want, somebody you can count on. And I'm not trying to be chauvinistic, but do you ever have problems with men? I mean, maybe not on your crew now, and we're not calling anybody out, obviously, but as a woman, I would think that you might might be some men who are disrespectful or just don't want to take – Yes, you know, I've how, dealt with that. How do you do? How, what do you do? I mean, it's got can't be easy. It, 
uh, you just, just got to work it out, I right? I just got to work it out. Yeah, and they'll learn. So, women in turf. That's a big thing nowadays. It is. Are you going to you gonna try and do the women's open, do that volunteering, or, you we'll know? We'll see. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any other women in your program right now? No, I am the only one. How is that? <laughs> were, you, were you on Turf Bowl? No, I was not. No. Why? Why not? <laughs> I just, I didn't have the time for the... The study. To study, yes. Yeah. I know they put in. They, they put work in at it. a... Heck, yeah, a lot of times, and that's why they win a yes. good bit. So, uh, I'm always amazed. I enjoy watching that in November at the beach. So, mm-hmm. you, were you ever on Turf Bowl? I was not. No, <laughs> no, sir. So my idea, what I want to do is get the winning team to take on maybe our board of directors. In a, that would be interesting. The board of directors doesn't want anything to do with it. They know they'll get schooled. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you all. Uh, before we go, uh, let's get back to conference. First car you ever drove. 2001 Ford Mustang GT. Wow. That's one of the fancier ones we've heard. Jason, what's the first car you drove? 1990 Ford Ranger. <laughs> really? Yep. I hear you. The truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, heavy things. I mean, they were. It was a little tiny one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Well, thank you all very much. Absolutely. Look forward to maybe seeing you conference and show in Myrtle Beach. And yes, sir. Good luck with everything. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you all. So I'm joined now by one of our sponsors with Simplot, Kevin Stinnett. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing very well. I hope you are, Alan. I'm great, my man. Thank you for joining us in Raleigh. Yes, sir. You uh, learning? Are you speaking? I'm not speaking today. They, okay. Uh, they probably wouldn't want that. I hear. They got it covered, don't they? Yeah, they USGA. got it all covered, yeah. yeah. So you rep Simplot in central North Carolina. Correct. How big a territory is that? Uh, it's uh, basically from just east of Charlotte to just east of Raleigh. Okay. So, yep. A lot of traffic in, in the areas. Yeah, you can get in some tough spots, but uh, luckily I live in Albemarle, so okay. you know I can kind of slide up 64 and kind of stay out of the melee for the most part. Good for you, man. Yeah. yeah, when I get through Charlotte, I try and go early in the morning, but how long have you been with Simplot? Uh, it's it's amazing, Alan. It's uh, coming up on four years. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And are you familiar? You've got the family of products down, hand-packed? Uh, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of them. I know that's and, what I'm saying. When I went on the website, when y'all first started sponsoring, yeah, and I, I mean, there you got something for everything, and yeah. and, and, and obviously not just golf, but I'm, I might have been on the main website, and I went down the potato rabbit hole too. So, you know, <laughs> you should try some of those. Actually, I the, have the sidewinders are outstanding. I've had sidewinders here in Raleigh, actually. So okay, yeah, right. Sheraton. But um, what's your favorite part about working with Simplot? Is it Campbell and Jeff Jeff Higgins and all those guys are great you know it is like a family atmosphere it really is and uh you know the products have been tremendous you know just just learning them watching them perform and and, you know people start putting them in their programs and it's it's really been a lot of fun alan yeah uh galaxy one that's right did i pronounce that right you did that was perfect i used to not pronounce it right but (laughs) anyway red coated time released yeah, right. yeah, you got the hydrofuse, that, uh, the okay. red coating there, so give you a little iron and manganese, uh, you know, spray it on every prill, right. which uh, gives you a good coverage, too. Yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. I, I may have sampled some in my yard, who knows. <laughs> uh, Alan Estes, he's in the Greenville area? He is. Yeah. Yep. I, I've, I've known Alan a long time. Have you? Yep. Yeah, he, uh, he's good buddies with Chuck, and I think we probably need to get him away from Chuck a little bit if we can, but. 
Yeah, there probably could be a little separation there. Speak of the devil, there he is. He's right behind you. <laughs> All right, so we just had Mr. Conley walk in and join us as he happened to be in the hallway. And I was talking to Kevin here about you and Alan Estes being buddies, correct? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast, too. First time ever, I think. Oh, thank you. Uh, and I was saying how you might not, we might need to talk to Alan about being a good influence and getting away from you, perhaps. Huh? What do you think? That Alan needs to get away from me? I think so. Just, I mean. Just a little separation every once in a while. For well, his sake. It's it's somewhat problematic because he lives literally okay. 15 minutes from the golf course. So, it's I'm always kind of on his way home. <laughs> so, <laughs> conveniently. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I mean. What's your favorite product you use of Simplots? I tell you what, and not the sidewinder um, fries we just talked about. The uh, the extreme green is a pretty pretty special product as far as I've only used it. You know, two years ago was my first kind of dipping the toe in, yeah. into it and trying it, and uh, was really surprised at how well uh, I sprayed it on my fairways with my Primo, and uh, it, it did a great job. Kept the color. Uh, long into the fall, like I was really amazed at how how well the plant took it up and and how it performed, and then uh, sprayed it exclusively uh, on my fairways last year. You know, I do a big slug of fertilizer in the in the beginning of the season, to kind of kick off the grass, but then kind of maintain it with the extreme green and with the primo. It kind of helps keep you know bronzing from happening, but the color and contrast is really good. So. That's probably the best product that I have. But, you know, a couple of years ago at the show, I got some Simplot socks, and that's yeah. probably the best product <laughs> I've had. I've got mine upstairs. I thought I was wearing them, and I'm not. But real quick, while Chuck's here, mm-hmm. i got to admit that he beat me yesterday in a match. We were having fun talking trash at the show. Chuck's the winner. Congratulations, <laughs> Chuck. He, he made two great putts coming down to, to seal the deal. So well, congratulations. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to gloat. You deserve publicly. it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's I mean, you, be you let it know, be known when we walked off our final green that you were not going to be happy because of the simple fact that I was going to be obnoxiously uh, yes. braggadocious. Yes, yes. So. Which. But I did want to publicly. There we go. He's doing the Patrick Reed shush to me. He's been doing that. Uh, anyway, I'm, that's out the way. So I've admitted to you. Thank you. <laughs> You can go. I'm just kidding. The great thing is, is that you say that with just the three of us, but people don't, you know. This is going this out. Is, this is the editor. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, this is going out. This, this is going to hit the floor, so. I shot no. a million. But well, it was tight. came down to the end. Oh, man, we had a great match. Well, we lost, time. and then I, we doubled nothing in the final yeah. hole. But anywho, back to Kevin and Simplot. Well, listen, let me get out of y'all's way. Yeah. Thank you, Simplot. I got to say this about Kevin. I've known Kevin, gosh. Fifteen years, I mean, he was uh, my at least. he was my Jake rep. Okay, and uh, we've traveled. I mean, you could almost say the world since we went to England yeah. that one time. Yeah, well, you've so, been to England with Chuck. Yeah, yeah, and you live to tell the tale. Live to tell the tale. <laughs> Give me a one little story from that, please. Oh, good gracious! That, that, uh, you, it, it was a whirlwind trip. I mean, we hit the ground and and um, all night on the plane. We get there and our agenda is just jam packed. Yeah. So we were kind of just kind of out of it uh, the whole time. Yeah. Really. 
Y'all were going there with Jacobson, I assume. Yeah, we yeah. had the opportunity. Uh, Jacobson was kind enough. We went and visited their plant in Ipswich. Okay. And looked at the manufacturing side there. Wow. Uh, Clark Cox, who who takes care of Gamecocks. Yeah. Yeah. He he actually had a presentation with their sports turf guys, and so we. Uh, it was just a great trip. Got to meet cool. a lot of different different guys. Um, you know, one of the things you, you learn is, for, you know, for me as a superintendent, we maintain the grass and, and from a playability standpoint. And what I found to be very interesting on a you know sports turf, guys, it's it's more player safety. You know, when you're maintaining these pitches like they like to call them over right. in England and football, you know when. You don't really think about it for us. Yes. You know, it's like guys are out there just hitting golf balls everywhere. But when you're rolling guys out on this, you know, football field or baseball field and have potentials to make millions and yeah. millions of dollars. Tear up your body. It's, you know, uh, they really focus on you know, the quality of the, you know, turf from a safety standpoint. Yeah, I'm glad you learned something. Yeah. Thank you, Jacobson. I didn't, so you were with them prior to Simplot. Correct. Yeah, okay. I was with Jake for about thirteen years. I hear actually. you. Yeah. The orange mowers. The orange mowers. You know, we pulled. He's talking about Clark Cox. We went, did a episode with Tim Flanagan. We pulled in there, and there was a black Jacobson. And I said, I've never seen that. You know, and obviously there's an issue with orange in, in Carolina. And so yes, they. Uh, I think y'all. You might have. I don't know if it might have been you. Yeah, we, actually, I was in the truck with Clark one day, and he heard that I was painting some mowers down in Florida. They're, they're, uh, the, the club's color was black, and they had this special emblem they were putting on there. Yeah. And uh, he turned to me when I got off the phone. He said, so you can paint them black? <laughs> and I said, yes, we will. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of how it started. Yeah. So. That's cool. So was it tough going from uh, the equipment to the chemicals? No, Can actually, you... it, it was really easy, and it, it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, when I was getting ready to get out of that side on the equipment, I was, or actually, when I was leaving the golf course, that's the side I wanted to be on, okay. the T&O side. And okay. I, but there was just nothing open at that point. Right. So um, I'm kind of, I kind of like to say I'm where I'm supposed to be. Right. So. You you go with the chemicals and the names and everything you can pronounce and well I can remember the ones that I used years ago but there are so many new ones so right. it's been a an education process yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm getting into it and uh, it's uh, it's just a lot of fun good well good well thank you for joining us here thank you for being part of Simplot thank you for putting up with Chuck for about fifteen years and <laughs> if you ever Friends need to go back to England I'll go don't don't <laughs> take him so thank hey, you my man hey thank you so much Alan yes sir yep. Actually, before we go, what's the first, first car you drove? First car I drove was a 1983 white Toyota Supra. Sounded like a little sports car back then. Yeah, but it had 171,000 miles when I bought it, <laughs> and I went through two engines. But uh, it was a five-speed, and we had a lot of fun in it. That's awesome. Thank you, my man. Yep, thanks. Yes, sir. All right, so we got Cam Cameron Smith. You go by Cameron or Cam? Either one. Okay. Um. Yeah. Either one. We're going to call you Cam just for today. A lot of people call me Cam. That's cool. With Bear. With Bear. Bear. Bear Environmental Science. Bear Environmental Science, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But you are a transplant. You're new to the East Coast, correct? I am born and raised in Southern California. Wow. What part? um, I grew up in a small farming town. Uh, My dad was a third-generation farmer. Really? And I think that's kind of where I got my 
agriculture, you know, yeah, just like he, you know, I learned how to play golf. He cut, he, you know, tons of people have that story of like, you they, had cut, a hole? they cut down a, a club for you oh, okay. and let you drop down a, yeah, yep. you know, a ball in the golf course. And the, the, the country club was a lot different where I was from <laughs> in this, it was Wranglers and, and Red okay. Wings and, you know, a lot of, a lot of farmers and stuff. So, right, right. you know, it was a, it was an environment where I could learn how to play golf. And then I just have those memories of being with my dad at the ranch or whatever. Yep. Um, and then he got out of farming and, uh, we moved up to San Diego and yeah, just golf was always something I was interested in. And, um, I went to, uh, to college up at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo okay. at a turf grass management program. Uh, my next question. Yeah. And, uh, and I just, you know, it's a unique, it's a public university for, for California, but it's unique in that you have to, uh, declare a major. So you can't go in undecided and then kind of really? figure it out. Yeah. Fiddle for um, around. So, you know, I was, I was an okay student, but I also knew that it was, it was a great avenue to go into horticulture and yeah. grass management. So um, did you spend any time on golf courses? I worked on a golf course on the maintenance crew uh, my senior year or in between my senior year and, and going off to college Okay, at, at 18 or 17. and The same one you grew up on playing? Or? No, no. Um, just a, a local one to where I had moved to. And, okay. Um, just kind of my dad actually was part of a, a small business group and knew, knew a member that said, hey, I know the superintendent of this place. Yeah. He's always looking for summer help. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just – there you go. I, you know, minimum wage and, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. digging Weedy, ditches and, yeah. you know. raking bunkers. And, and I loved it. I loved mode. it. Did you ever fly mode? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's not a lot of Bermuda grass out in the West Coast, no, is there? No, there is. Okay. There is. Um, but, you know, we we get a lot of that Heinz 57 variety. You know? Okay. You get, yeah. you get Kikuya grass. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get Bermuda. You got a little ryegrass and poa. So, right. Um, it, there's kind of a mix and, uh, yeah, so I, I learned that and went off to turf school and then kept going back and interning at places in San Diego County. Wow. You played um, Tory Pines, I assume? I have played Tory Pines. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's, that's a, yeah. So I was graduating right there at the 08 open. Oh, were you I'm really? A millennial. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the bag um, classification. And you know, it's, uh, yeah. So that was cool to see that right, um, Right when I was graduating, that open and Tiger winning and everything, and yeah. it being kind of in my home, That's home awesome. area. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you end up at Bear? Yeah. So um, you know, environmental I, sciences. I'm sorry if I butchered in that. Oh, That's it's all good. On me. <laughs> Not you. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I I was studying turf, and I I thought you know I didn't foresee uh, the economic crash happening in 2008, which yeah. was coincidentally when I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought for sure I'd get out of college and I could kind of figure it out and I had a little growing up to do. So, right. you know, I'd, I'd just see what my options were. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and man, there weren't as many options no, no, there weren't. in, uh, you know, the beginning of 2009. Yeah. So I was back home, uh, living with my parents and, um, you know, I think it's, this is a testament to anywhere this industry exists across the country is the the networking and relationships, yes. right? Yeah. And and a really good friend of mine in college, uh, his mentor was was a superintendent that had roots originally in San Diego, and it just so happened that his brother was still based there. Yeah. And I lived thirty minutes from this golf course that. I didn't even know existed. Right. And right. I found out he was looking for a, a, a second assistant. Nice. And you went. I went. I hear you. And uh, and so I was I was doing that and you know kind of cutting my teeth. Yeah. Um, paying your dues. So paying my dues. Yep. 
Uh, and uh, I had a friend that was a former superintendent that had gotten into sales um, kind of because of the economy and everything yeah, and, yeah. and some of the things that happened in, in 08 and 09. And uh, he goes, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm transferring to this other branch. Have you thought about sales? And, you know, I'd gone to lunch with a couple sales guys and thought, oh, you yeah. know, maybe. Maybe yeah. it would be cool. Right. You know, I like agronomy. I like people. Yeah. I like talking. So, yeah, I went and applied and uh, it got, you know, I was kind of at that crossroads as an assistant, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, went, Here we went to the dark side, as they say. Did and you go straight to Bear? No, so okay. I went. I went to work for a distributor, yep. um, and uh, did that for almost five years. And the longtime Bayer rep, um, who was a mentor to me, was actually he lives up in the area where I went to college. Yeah. So I got to know him when I was eighteen, and I just always looked at that guy and was like, right. "Man, he's got a great job. He really likes what he does. Yeah. Um, he always spoke very positive." And and so uh, yeah, the, a, a job opened up with Bayer. I called him up. I said, what do you think, man? Do you, you know, and he said, Hey, I got the best job in the company. Wow. You should, uh, you should definitely apply. So that's um, awesome. And it got, it, it, it gave me an opportunity to get a little bit closer down to, uh, to where I was from, uh, because of the territory. But yeah, I yeah. applied, uh, got the job. Um, at that point I was married and we were about to have our first kid. And so I was the rep, um, for Bayer for Southern California, Arizona, Southern Nevada, and Hawaii. Man, wow. Um, since 2017. Did, and, you, did um, you get to keep the Hawaii territory when you came here? <laughs> you know, it's a, man, the people there are phenomenal. The yeah. golf courses, I mean, it's paradise, right? Right. My wife just got back and seeing the pictures from her, I mean, everything is beautiful. Everything, everything. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a crazy place to grow grass, though, man. Is it? It is. Huh. I mean, you know. One of the things I'm learning about out here too, just just the weather, you yeah. know, uh, heat and humidity do a, do a heck of a thing. Right. Rainfall does a heck of a thing. <laughs> so you know, um, everything is just amplified there. Yeah, and and they're in the middle of the ocean. And right, you can't just call up somebody and say, "Hey, I need this." Well, know? that was my wife's question. She she asked the Jacobson distributor, goes, "How do you get parts over there? Mm-hmm. You know, if something breaks." But yeah, um, but we put stuff. You know, we we get it. From one of our our warehouses, maybe uh, in the Midwest, uh, we get it to the port, yep. and they, they put it on a container, and then boom, and then it gets over there. Hopefully, you know. So, how long have you been here in Cary, North Carolina? So I, um, yeah, so you know, COVID was going on and everything. Um, uh, a guy that that my predecessor, uh, we had started about the same time, and and I knew he was going to be leaving, and. You know, my wife and I had been considering, you know, what what our options were uh, with. You know, with the, with a company like Bayer being based in North Carolina, that yeah. all roads eventually could the, lead there if I wanted to grow. Okay. Um, but I really liked the job I was doing, and I just heard great things about, you know, the people here. And the, and it's then, a great place. Raleigh's awesome. You know, the the universities and the research. I mean, look yeah. at where we're at today, and yeah. what, and what you know. So there was just all these great things. Um, and and obviously the the presence that my company has here. So yeah, I was I was definitely interested, and in I think it just the the timing kind of worked out with with COVID and everything. So yeah, um, but my wife was pregnant with our third. We have three little boys. Good for you. Um, four, almost three, and almost one year. So wow. it's been a busy time. All happening during when I've worked for Bayer. So Man, hey, you look good though. You look you're hanging in there. <laughs> the you. Three youngins moving to the other coast. Yeah. All right. So yeah, no family here or anything. Uh, we uh, we flew out about a year ago. 
when my wife was nine months pregnant. Yeah. And uh, we looked in Charlotte. We looked down in Greenville. We were going to come up this way. Yeah. I had never, ever been to Pinehurst, Southern Pines, anything. But yeah. It was on the way. And, you know, everybody had talked about it and it's everything. It's a little cottage town. I mean. Yeah. You know, so they town. said, oh, you know, a lot of retired people in military, this and that. And uh, we drove into town. Uh, there's very poor cell reception. So we just kind of got lost driving around. <laughs> and uh, and we saw a lot of families and kids playing. And, yeah. you know, happy wife, happy life. She oh, was yeah. like, hey, this is I want to move here nice and i you know i did my geography lesson of yeah. the carolinas so it's not you don't live in Cary. no 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 where that's where our company is oh, based okay here, yeah so you're in the southern I'm pines, in southern pines yeah. oh good for you man yeah. i have to look you up next time i get yeah so way. we moved uh, the first week of july and uh of last year wow and um you know we're still kind of dealing with some of the restrictions so it made it a little difficult to, yeah. to get out and meet a lot of the great people here right but, right um but basically we've we've been fortunate that things have kind of calmed down and we we've eased some of our restrictions so it's been great to just get out and meet people and just everybody's just so nice well, and welcoming and i would say welcome to the area man thank you um thank you two questions yes one's elephant in the room but the other one is what's the first car you drove first car i drove was a, a 96 toyota previa it was my mom's old minivan what color it was white okay uh, and, doors and on both sides doors or? on both sides yeah. and uh and i tried to be really cool with it that there was a an unfortunate thing about the design of this vehicle where if you got into an accident the the steering column could oh really yeah yeah and so uh so that was I, a the, danger I mean. the nick the nickname for all of my friends since i was like the cool kid driving the minivan yeah, was yeah. i drove the decapitator <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's funny I mean, as long as you don't get it looks like a bubble though i mean right it's <laughs> right all right so the when I, when I referred to the elephant room and i don't remember what it was but a week or so ago there was a purchase of some kind involving bear yeah correct yeah so about a little over a year ago, um, Bayer Crop Science, which we are a business unit of, decided that um, strategically for them it made sense to to separate us out and yeah. and to try and divest us as okay. as a business. So that that process has been going on yeah. in the background, and we've just kind of been doing our thing. Right. And uh, and so last week it was announced that um, there's a, a private equity firm out of London called Sinven. Okay. And they uh, they've agreed in principle to to purchase uh, environmental science, which is not just turf and ornamentals. It's right pest control and vector control and vegetation management and so a variety of businesses across the world. And um, but you're still going to be able to get your good same products you're used to. Getting. Absolutely, that's yeah. that's really the big thing. Even in this last year, with you know some of that uncertainty and obviously with supply chain, yeah, it's business as usual. We've got that that relationship with with Bayer for the the time being and uh we'll have it for the future so all the products and everything all the projects the pipeline all that yeah that's all in place and so now we're going to be able to kind of go out maybe have um, new opportunities that previously weren't there as a new standalone company yes and so yeah i'm excited so second half of the year we should do we still call you for free spectacle for our yards that's a tim and al question sorry got it yeah, I definitely need to apply some Isn't things. We, Sorry. we do. <laughs> well, um, another Krieger run in. We'll you don't have to answer that one. Yeah. But, but thank you for answering the the purchase question and, and yeah. I think the thing is you're still here and, and still available and nothing's changing. Yeah, know? nothing's changing. I mean we're we're we'll eventually have a new name at some right. point, but same product, same level of support and yeah. innovation and all that. The we're chem- still gonna be based here in Cary. They've actually moved our worldwide headquarters to carry it used oh, to be wow. in, in France. Man. So we'll be here. We're 
hiring tons of people and uh yeah we're 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 building it from the ground up so yeah. a lot of excitement coming do you speak french i don't okay you might uh the chemistry didn't change so don't worry about that yeah, yeah. So, well cam thank you very much no thank you, I'm gonna it, let you. Uh, yeah this was a fun fun it, experience it was thank we'll you have very to much do it again but well, we will absolutely thanks alan yeah man well everybody welcome back in this is tim now not al in case you can't tell from the voice change um we're here today with a good friend of ours who's already been on the podcast and we don't care we're having him come back and break the rules scott martin everybody scott how you do today i'm great tim thanks for having me again how you feeling i feel awesome it's good to be looking at poana and not poana roots well said well said so in my um my post hospital stint if you will doing some cardio rehab walked in there's like an 85 year old retired guy that i'd see every morning you know and hey mr so-and-so man good to see you today and he looked at me he said every day i'm seen and not viewed is a great day that is true <laughs> and it resounded so that's uh that's our little joke that we get to tell back and forth so um what do you want to talk about a little bit what went on since the last time you were on yeah we can uh just tell everybody where you are now and the good news yeah so August 3rd, we and my wife tested positive for COVID-19. Don't really remember a lot of that week. Uh, Sometimes they said I acted like I was sick. Sometimes they acted like I feel fine. Uh, On August 10th, I checked my oxygen. And if any of you ever get COVID, go to CVS, get the little pulse oximeter, think it's 30 40 bucks keep an eye on your oxygen that's key but my oxygen was real low on august 10th my daughter who is a nursing student took me to hilton head hospital i was put on high flow oxygen for two days and i guess got worse because i don't i do not remember but on august 12th i was hooked to a ventilator and I came to on September 9th. Mm. Uh, a lot of pra- <laughs> a lot of prayers answered. Yes, sir. That's where I think we all learn the love of this turf community. And you don't know it as you live through it. You do not. And until you go through something, what I went through. Yep. And we're not here today to uh, make this a sad story, but it's not easy to talk about, folks. And that's why i'm here with scott um after having lived through it a little bit uh and for me it was a little different i got a three ring binder because apparently they sent an email to the association said send all the emails to one place so it was printed so i didn't get it like you did with people calling and loving on you and immediate you know it was kind of like go get away for a week and read about it and then have to come back out so um what was it like the first time you came back out and got to make a call uh, so I kind of came to September 7th and 8th and I really remember September 9th, I was feeding tube was inserted. And you was, remember that? I remember that. Okay. That was. Were you hungry? Sorry. Trying to keep it light. <laughs> I'm fat, Tim. Yes, I was hungry. I hadn't had nothing but liquids and I still only had liquids for another two or three weeks, but my wife came on September 20th to the hospital. They let her in for one hour. 
and she brought a stack of cards from my past. You know, just everybody sending cards from family to high school friends to turf people. Uh, that was amazing. She she couldn't read them all in an hour. There were so many. Uh, then they transferred me to Hilton from Hilton Head to Savannah on September 22nd to start rehab and be uh, taken off the trach. And told my wife that if everything went well, I'd get to come home Halloween. If everything went bad, if it wasn't real good, maybe Thanksgiving before I got home. <coughs> but we'd moved on from the conversation that you was coming home versus the other alternatives. Yes, okay. Because yes. right. my when I was hooked to a ventilator, my wife was told I had a five percent chance of survival. Yeah, we um, yeah, we we all got wind of that yeah. a little bit. So yeah, yeah. So you know, fast forward to my birthday on October first, my hospital graciously allowed my wife to come in and. The first time I saw my wife, I couldn't talk because of the trach. So on October 1st, I made some phone calls to some people. Nice. And that was my first conversations with really anybody. Um, we had fa- I'd FaceTime with my kids. Okay. But back then when I did it, I couldn't talk. So October 1st, 2001 was big day. a big day. That's awesome. And to be able to share that back, right, with family and yeah. everybody who – Mm-hmm. We're all selfish in that moment, right? Like we love you, but it's because we want you here for all of our reasons, right. right? And we don't know how to express that um, appropriately when people are challenged, you know. Yeah. And so it makes it even harder to respond to when you're on the other end of it, right? Yeah, you know, and the 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 love that I've received from the turf industry, from all the cards, all the text, Facebook messages. The donations from Andy Apple. Amazing. Blew us all away. The Carolina Golf Course Association gave me some money. We Won Foundation. Was, I got a big donation from them. I can't thank them enough. Well, I'll talk about Alan real quick. Give you a second. How about that? Thank you. Um, so I've talked to Mr. Corbin a number of times since, and obviously during, and our concerns were always – what do we need to do for the family? Like we were preparing for the worst, right? And luckily we're here and the best happens where it's all just a couple deductibles at the end of the day and time. Right. Okay. Um, versus some other things. And I will just say this and the pandemic was not easy for anyone that had a job period. Okay. Um, and there were a lot of companies that immediately when we're given the opportunity to let people go without penalty, in terms of unemployment benefits and things of that nature, took advantage of it. Yet you find yourself in a situation where you've got an employer who continues to take care of your family and their well-being just as if you were working from all I can be told. Now, maybe I shouldn't make it too public with the details because I don't know them. But at the end of the day, as you and your family waded through this whole ordeal, the one thing you never had to worry about was job security or what was going to happen if we get to best case. Yeah. So I got to live through a situation like that too. And that's the humbling part to me because that's 
that's that's your family well being. That's your responsibility as a grown as a grown ass man. You know what I mean? Um, and so it was just neat to be able to just tell him how much he meant as a person to to me selfishly because of you, but to to be a stand up guy like that. So yeah, you know, it just. I'd been awake a couple of days, and I FaceTimed my family. I was laying in the bed. I couldn't talk. I was mouthing and, you know, nodding my head. And my wife, Lori, said, don't worry about your job. Everything is taken care of. Alan and Rocky are splitting up your accounts, and they're handling everything for you. You're getting... I'm getting your commission check just like I normally do. And, you know, and the running joke uh, to some of the guys that heard this was I had better sales in August of 2021 than I had of August of 20. So Mark Mitchell says, yep, just like er just like everybody else. He just sits in the hospital and collects his money. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I yeah. can't wait to hear you tell how you did in August 2022. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of pressure. <laughs> That's it, man. I might have to get some stuff for the yard at least to help me a little bit, pay it some non-agency rates to help you out with your margins, right? That's right. But that's the best part, right? And you and I have been able to experience a little bit of that. But even just here is the reality of what really matters is what I think we could probably – maybe that's our role is to share with those people out there who haven't had an experience like this where you may have quote literally seen the light um is you know there's i don't know you tell them what's your advice you know you know, just surround yourself with a great family yep. great friends and people that pray for you and take care of you that's it i mean it's just it's been unbelievable you know um Kyle Bibler and Briars Creek hosted a golf event that raised a little over twenty thousand dollars. I mean, mm. that's just—it's unbelievable the the support that I got. Yeah. So don't lose sight of that, right? Take care of yourself and realize. I guess where I was going with that is what's really important in life, and the stuff that maybe we lose our temper a little bit over, or that we think we're having a bad day because. XYZ happened. Whether it's within your control or without, I think a lot of it's just going to be on how we choose to react to those things and what really matters. And I know that my perspective has changed a lot in the last five years. Oh, you put that out. And I would imagine yours has in the last five months, which will continue to yeah. over the next couple of years. Yeah. So, but look, you don't have to judge us. Like, ain't nothing changed. We're still going to have a cold beer with you. You know what I mean? We're still going to may watch a diet or take an extra pill or two here and there. But, you know, I mean, we're still going to be smart asses trying to do our part to, I just think, bring warmth and, and joy to everybody around us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yesterday playing golf at Lonnie Pool, seeing some of the North Carolina guys that I haven't seen yet was neat. So, you know, just getting around and seeing everybody and, you know, people coming up to you and going, man, I didn't think I'd ever get to see you again. And it's just, it's, it's a warm, the, you get a lot of warm fuzzies, you know. Yeah, it's amazing. And so for those of you um, maybe that are on the Instagram generation and aren't familiar with it, the opposite of a warm fuzzy is a cold prickly. <laughs> and we learned about those in elementary school. And it's still a great description to the end today is that, you know, just be a little bit more warm and fuzzier than cold and pricklier to everybody. Because you never know. 
when you may be on the other end of that. Right. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and say that if nothing else, Scott, to me, what I learned is how to live your life right when you're there. Because every moment that you were in, all those people that turned around and came back, it's because you'd left them with a positive thought, a smile on their face, or they just remembered being around Scott and what a good time it was. Yeah. And so, like, we can teach people that, right? Like, do the right thing when you're going through these motions, regardless of what happens to you or what upsets you. Because the turf industry will be there for you. That's right. You know, and the friends that you make, and the fact that this is a brotherhood until the end resounds now more than ever. So, Most definitely. Yeah. So, tell them a funny story, man. Tell them the funniest thing that's happened since. Maybe on the golf course. You had any shanks yet? Well... So it was played 36 holes yet in a day. No, (laughs) couldn't do that before COVID. Um, I did break 80 for the first time yesterday. No doubt. Yeah. So that was, that's a milestone. Nice. Um, the, the, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the kids had gone back to their house and I had started driving my truck that morning a little bit and, so I grab my golf shoes and grab my cap, and my wife looks at me and like, what do you think you're going to do now? I said, going to the golf course. For what? I said, I'm going to try to hit some range balls. She said, I don't think that's a good idea. I said, well, if I hit two, I just hit two. If I hit 50, I only hit 50. But I went. I didn't get many of them airborne. Seven iron probably didn't go but 100 yards. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at. Poana, and not Poana roots. So I was, I was happy. Yeah, not wrong with playing the ball on the ground a little bit. At least playing, right? right? That's right. (laughs) That's how Mr. Ross wanted us to play it anyway. (coughs) Exactly. Well, um, so you got extra plans going on here? You're gonna have to work extra years to go into retirement, or we gonna make it a little earlier now? We got to give Alan something to think about. You know what I mean? He's going to hear this part about him and quit listening. So maybe just no. keep Corbin on the air. No, I'm going to keep on working as long as I can. Um, you know, a couple of people asked me, said, Well, I thought you might take permanent disability. That's not my lifestyle, buddy. No, I got to work. No, we may be permanently mentally disabled. Yeah. But that don't mean we ain't going to go through the motions and be out there and be amongst people. I wouldn't miss it either. You know, I mean, Borman always said, Don't make friends here. You know, they're your members. Just be careful and keep it separate. But what I've learned in the last 15 years is that these are the people that I am I feel most comfortable around. Right. I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. All right. Well, we love you. Thank you. Love all y'all. Yeah. It, was, uh, it wasn't a fun ride, but uh, thank y'all for all the support. Yep. Prayer's good fuel for that magic carpet when you need it, Bo. Yes, it is. All right. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Tim. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullen underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullen Weeds Podcast.